1: Thanks to JLD Hot Sauce and Knives, Saints Happy Hour listeners now get to listen to the complete version of our weekly Twitter spaces the entire football season. If you want award-winning hot sauces like Boot Jolika or Reaper Madness Special Reserve, go to www.jldsharpsauce.com. They have incredible jellies such as palm and pepper. They also have an incredible selection of handmade knives for cooking, hunting, and your outdoor needs. Go check out the Zombie Killer Quartering Cleaver and tell me it's not the best damn quartering cleaver you ever saw in your entire life. Jerry Embler is a tremendous supporter of Saints Happy Hour, so we're asking you to support the people. People who support Saints Happy Hour? Go to www.jldsharpsauce.com to get the best hot sauces and knives at the best prices anywhere. Use promo code Saints Happy and get 10% off. That's www.jldsharpsauce.com. Have you been thinking of becoming a Saints Happy Hour patron? We have an offer you can't refuse. Sign up and if you don't think Saints Happy Hour is the best daily Saints podcast and you aren't having a blast chatting on our private Discord channel with other Saints fans, we will refund your money. No questions asked. If you sign up at the $10 level, you can even keep our boost bundle welcome
0: gift after
1: the refund. You have absolutely nothing to lose, so go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. Podcast ads are the worst, right? Everyone hates them. You can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right. Patrons get access to every show ad-free. No Fired out of cannons onto the field, and we all stand around and drink blood watching it. But if American football's your thing, you know what to do. Saints Happy Hour podcast. Stick it in your earhole. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints. Happy Hour Podcast. It's that time a week again where we talk saints on Twitter spaces. As always, this is brought to you by JLD Hot Sauces and Knives. Go to JLDSharpsauce.com for all your hot sauce and knives needs. Andrew is uh, predisposed at the moment. He is Uh, drunk at a dinner somewhere, Uh, so I have to do this alone, but it's going to be fine. we got a bunch of people here to chat. Uh, We're going to start with this. We're going to preview the Ravens game a little bit later, but we're going to start with this. Uh, Michael Thomas, Dennis Allen announced he's done for the 2022 season. And the thing that I want to say about Michael Thomas is – the vitriol and the negativity from saints fans is kind of gross on twitter look i know he didn't handle his injury well and he put off the surgery and all that but he had gone four years his whole career where he wasn't hurt he didn't deal well with getting injured but he's a saints hall of famer if he doesn't catch another pass for the saints he's fourth on the all-time saints receiving yards list he's got a ton of touchdowns he's got a Offensive Player of the Year, which, oh, by the way, there's only two other Saints players in history that have it. Archie Manning, Drew Brees. That's it. That's the list of people that have won Offensive Player of the Year in the NFL. So Michael Thomas is a Saints Hall of Famer. I just think he didn't deal well with being any hurt. He didn't deal well with being hurt, okay? That happens a lot to dudes because their bodies are perfect. They they trust them. They believe in them. That's how they make their living. He didn't deal well with getting hurt. But I'm not going to hate on this man because he clearly wanted to play. And the thing that's so frustrating about Michael Thomas is that dude, he worked so freaking hard, so hard. And we saw it the first two weeks. He was back. He was killing it. And it's just so frustrating because I think it's like 50-50 that the Saints even bring him back, you know? Um, So it's difficult. And and I want people's thoughts on this. Uh, Freaking about football, what's your thoughts on Michael Thomas?
2: I mean, like it just sucks. Just like because uh, Michael Thomas is a guy like you just love to root yeah, for when cool. he's on your team because like the competitiveness, uh, the competitiveness, like yeah. the crazy guy. Like you, you always get excited when Michael Thomas makes like a great catch, and then you, like you know the camera zooms Flex. in his eyes are like laser focused, and he's flexing on like you know, corners,
1: you know like. Uh, the- the one moment I'll always remember about Michael Thomas and there's a there's a ton there's the there's the catch against the Rams when in 2018 in the regular season game where he like pulled out the cell phone but the game that I think I'll remember most about Michael Thomas if it's hopefully it's not but but if it is with the Saints and he doesn't he, he doesn't play more the game that I'll remember the most freaking about football is they went to Chicago in 2019 and Drew Brees was injured Alvin Kamara was injured, by the way. Jared Cook was injured. And me and Andrew on the Friday show were like, I don't know what they're going to do. They don't have Kamara. They don't have Breeze. They don't have Jared Cook. The Bears are a good defense. They're just going to double Michael Thomas and take him out of the game. I don't know how the Saints are going to score. All Michael Thomas did was catch catch 10 passes for 125 yards. And look amazing, Teddy Bridgewater threw like two ropes yeah. to him, which were incredible. And I, I w- and mean, Andrew, we just just la- we were just giggling. We're like, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. It doesn't matter the offensive weapons around him. Like Michael Thomas is a force of nature in 2019, and there's no stopping him. And it, it just was his 2019 was just the most goddamn incredible thing I ever saw.
2: Or one 2019 on. was incredible. My one of my favorite moments. I- was that like I know it ended poorly, but that 2017 playoff game versus the Vikings, were like fourth quarter and he's just torching Xavier Rhodes. He is like he like Rhodes like he broke Xavier Rhodes because like, Rhodes never recovered. He ended up going <laughs> back to the Col- uh, Colts to, uh, to re- uh, revive his career, but like that like he broke Xavier yeah. Rhodes the, being like, an All Pro corner. The
1: the other me- the other memory of Michael Thomas and probably this one slipped my mind. I probably should have should have this one should be first was. You know, 2018, it's so difficult because of the ending, right? The the no-call and all of it. But, man, that playoff game, they fell behind the Eagles 14-0, and they looked in, I mean, in a world of trouble. Lattimore turned the tide with the interception, but Drew Brees basically in the game looked around and went, fuck all this noise I'm throwing to Michael Thomas every play. 16 yeah. targets, 12 catches, 171 yards, and a touchdown. It was incredible. Everyone in the stadium knew what the Saints were going to do. The Eagles, banged up secondary, had no answer. And it just, yeah. it, it just sad. I mean, Michael Thomas was – and the thing is, hes he's – He's shown it to it this year. It's just, it's just frustrating. It's all. yeah.
2: All. No, I'll tell you what, like, re- really sucks. If you look back on it, we haven't seen, like, healthy Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas on the same field since 2018. It is. Because 2019, right. Alvin Kamara had that injury. That's right. Issues throughout the season. Then 2020, we saw Michael Thomas. Then 2021, yeah. now 2022. Like, when those two were healthy and, like, and like the Saints were Super Bowl contenders, like yeah, that was the thing. And then we just we just never saw it. Like that was like the shortest lived dominance yeah. and, we ever saw. And and,
1: and and freaking about football. Thanks for joining. me. Uh, yeah. I will say this, like um, Michael Thomas, it, it's not necessarily we talk about like he's like he's dead or it's over. It's not necessarily because the Saints they post June cut him. They get like sixteen million dollars of cap space, but cap space in June is kind of worthless. Like it doesn't really help you, right? So there's potential that the Saints and him go like, listen, let's reduce your salary, your base salary, and let's give it one more whirl. And then if it doesn't work out next year, then you cut them, and it's and it's the, the the deal is it's really manageable, right? So I don't know. I think it's fifty fifty that he's still in the team. And the thing is, I will say this. And you saw it last week. Michael Thomas was pumped up. He bought in. Like, I think the Saints really worked hard with him to mend fences. Watching CeeDee Deuce tonight be great with the Eagles. I wish, I wish the Saints would have figured out how to mend some fences with that guy. But, um, you know, it's just, it's just, it just, it just, it just frustrates me. And, and the vitriol, like, he's a Saints Hall of Famer. He might be a ring of honor, dude, Michael Thomas. Cause his first four years with the Saints, it was incredible. And, Budrich, you join us. I said this on the podcast. Me and Andrew, when we were talking about all the people that the Saints had to pay, Lattimore and Kamara and Ramchek all in, in the in the 20s in the 2017 Js uh, marcus williams all of those dudes and all the dudes the saints had to pay me and andrew were like michael thomas is the safest one because even if he gets injured he's his 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 skill set is so not dependent on all his physical skills it's con- it's dependent on him winning contested balls like this is the safest contract of all of them like ram check all of it and it just didn't go that way and i still say look it's not the worst contract in saints history they gave him the 100 million he gave us an offensive player of the a year and then he got hurt a bunch, but you can't predict. You, you couldn't. No one, Budrich, at the time they signed Michael Thomas, was like, "This is a horrible contract. They're going to regret this." Not a single person on earth said that.
3: Yeah, because like when you look at Jerry Spur, he had injury problems even in Buffalo. I think yeah. he only had one season where he had where he played yes 16
1: games. That's correct. And
3: the Saints gave him that high pay, contract at the time. With Michael Thomas, I mean, you had a guy that probably that missed. Two games from twenty sixteen to twenty nineteen. Two mm-hmm. games, mm-hmm. and he was, and he consistently mashed himself year after year after year. And even when he had that record bre- breaking season, he that's when he signed that contract. So it's not like we didn't get nothing
1: out of it. And no, that's what some they, people keep for big they, they gave him the contract, and we were like, "It's twenty million dollars. It's a bargain. Like he's unstoppable. Yeah. This contract, this contract in two years is going to look ridiculous." Um, yeah, and, and it just I, didn't work. I people,
3: and I know some people want to get rid of him after this year, trying to come and trade him. I'm one of the people that will still stand and say, "No, do not get rid of him. Keep him," because I think he, I, I, I think he's still ver- very, very good. I yeah. still want him on this team, not just because of the memories and all that, but yeah, it's clear when he came back in weeks one and two, he still, he still had a lot of game game left mm-hmm. it it really sucks about the toe because the best parts about it were him making cuts on routes and you you know you gotta have healthy feet and toes and ankles and all that
1: yeah it yeah, didn't have it and, and listen, the people got on the Saints medical staff and look the Saints medical staff deserves some some flack they deserve some bullets yeah. I, I I will say that I,
3: I really um, think they just took a look at his his toe and they said okay listen Let's mm-hmm. not immediately go to surgery because it will require longer rehab. It would have been, it would have been
1: done for the year because it's yeah. week, t- it's week, it's week nine, and Penning is still out. Like, and Penning is not even practicing. Like, Penning is just doing cardio. Like yeah, he's out of the. So a, like he's,
3: he's he's out of the boot. I yeah. Mean, so
1: like Penning he's is be probably out
3: December. I mean, keep, yeah, keep in week two. Yeah. I, I know I'm interrupting you, but you know it's I, fine. It, it bothers me.
1: Yeah, and 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 like Michael Thomas would have been out for probably twelve weeks. So he he was like, look, I don't want to be out for twelve weeks because then, then I come back in the end of December. I want to try to play. It didn't work. Um, and there you go. The one thing that 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 that's difficult, and, and this is a cap issue, is like when you give out these giant contracts. When you you give you know, and, and you look at the Saints, the Cam Jordans, the Michael Thomases. The camaras, the ram checks. Like you need him to perform at a high level to be successful. But Michael Thomas is even worse than that because he's not playing at all. So you have a twenty million dollar hole. At least with yeah. like, with like, let's say um, Marcus Davenport, right? I know he's not a giant contract, but he's his his cap number is pretty high. He might frustrate us because he's underachieving, but he's playing every week, right? Or yeah. Honey Badger, right? He frustrates us because they paid, you know, they're paying him nine million dollars, and he's he's he started to come around the last couple weeks. But he's playing, right? You have a giant hole where you you're you invested twenty million dollars and you get nothing. So it that's when the, that's when the cap issue really crunches you when you pay big money to dudes and they either don't deliver what you expect or they can't deliver at all because they're hurt. Yeah, and you know,
3: the biggest reason why I don't want to trade him. Is because you're looking at a fifth round at best, and that's if no one's going to take that, no one's going to eat some of that salary.
1: No, no, you, you, you. What, what it is is you, you, you trade him after June 1st. You get the cap release, yeah. and you get a fifth round pick, and then, like to me, I would rather just roll the dice one more time and hope he can be healthy than get a, a fifth absolutely. round pick because because the thing is absolutely. because the thing is in June you can't you, you can't. Whatever you would get to replace Michael Thomas isn't going to be the potential of Michael Thomas playing. And I know people are probably yeah. screaming, well, he's been hurt for three years. I get it. But, like, at that point, like, you roll the dice and you hope.
3: Mm-hmm. And if you plan on bringing a young quarterback, I mean, it doesn't have to be, like, Hinton Hooker. It doesn't have to be um, Will Levis. doesn't have to be any one of these guys coming. If you plan on bringing a new quarterback or even a young quarterback – why not have that kind of safety valve? Oh, of having both Thomas and Olave there cuz I don't I don't think Jarvis Landry is coming back.
1: No, I mean I Jar- think- the thing is Jarvis Landry, his career hangs in the balance. Like he's he better yeah. produce these last 8-9 weeks or because he listen, let's be real. We were pumped about Jarvis Landry, but the rest of the NFL didn't want him. And and I can name teams, Green Bay, Baltimore. They have a mm-hmm. bunch of teams that could use wide receivers. And they were like, oh, Nah, yeah. Jarvis Landry. And look, they 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 did that because of his history of injuries and, and that sort of thing. And the Saints rolled. They, I mean, the Saints, they paid Jarvis Landry one point five million. He's not going to hit a lot of the incentives now. So um, I, I don't know if he'll be back. But it, it, receiver is now an issue for the Saints. It a hundred percent is yeah. be, because you, you've 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 got Olave who's brilliant and dynamic. But after that, I think you gotta you gotta invest again try to find a veteran, draft a guy, you know? And the thing yeah, is, the, go ahead, go ahead, Butters.
3: I was going to say, the NFL has now transitioned where you need to have a one-two puncher wide receiver. Yeah, I think Cincinnati has really kind of really got that ball rolling, you know, having both T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. And now every team's got to have two players. Yeah, gotta have two yeah really you got Waddle and, and, and Tyreek Hill. Have,
1: and, and here's the thing, you look at it, and, and, and I banged on the nerds about it. And, and you know, they said in the draft, well, oh, the Saints, they paid too much for Olave. The the smart teams like Green Bay, they got Christian Watkins in the second round and, and all mm-hmm. these other – you know, the thing is you can get a receivers and they can plug. You can plug them in and they'll play right away where it used to take – I don't know how old you are, but, you know – even even a decade ago, like it would take a wide receiver unless you were Randy Moss and super dynamic, it would take a couple of years. But now, if you don't draft a receiver in the first round, like the Michael Thomases of the world that you draft in the second round and they hit the ground running, like it's rare because teams yeah. scout them, they know them, they need them, they prioritize them above other positions. Like if you ain't getting a receiver in the first round, like it's a two, it's still a two three mm. year project usually.
3: Yeah, it's not, it's not like where in 2019, basically every receiver that had panned out were either drafted in the second or third round. Yeah. No, Past three drafts, the top three wide receivers out of those classes were not only picked in the first round; they were picked in the top half, like top fifteen, top ten. Yeah, like it I mean, was. Yeah.
1: It, I mean, you look at it. Uh, who's the, the, the you got? You got Drake London. You got Alave and the Jets receiver. What's I forget his name?
3: Garrett Wilson.
1: Garrett Wilson. All of them studs all of them going by pick 11, yeah. right? And the Saints looked at it and was like, we're not waiting. Like, we're we're going up. We're getting one of these elite guys. Like, we're not waiting in the second round. And thank goodness, because mm-hmm. the Saints without Olave, whoo, it, it would be brutal. It would be all right.
3: sadness all over again.
1: Buttrich, I know you crunched the tape, and I know mm-hmm. you watch it. You look at the Ravens. Oh, and by the way, Bateman's out for the year. He's got a footage. He he's got the Liz Frank for the Ravens. They announced that that he decided to yeah. he decided to do survey. He's out for the year. Uh, Mark Andrews may not play. Mm-hmm. You look at Lamar Jackson and he's just i like i i admit there's a column out there you can find it i was i was all in on lamar jackson i wanted the saints to pick him i was like trade up get him he's at louisville he's awesome he can throw the ball bobby Petrino, if you can run bobby petrino's offense you can throw the ball in the nfl please saints draft him like i love lamar jackson he and he's even yeah. better than i thought like i love him how do how do the saints do you think how do they go about Stopping him because we know the struggles with mobile quarterbacks. How do they go about stopping him uh, on Monday night? You think
3: same way you try and stop every mobile quarterback. You have to have to play contain. You don't let him get around the edges. Let mm-hmm. him run around. You just slowly collapse. Let him get suffocated to where he's only standing at the rush. He can't look at it. He can't mm-hmm. look backfield, and like he's he's just now looking for. A, a lane to run. Mm-hmm. That's what many teams have looked looked at, and and of course, you know, there's a read option. They got Canyon Drake that yeah, they're probably going to use a lot, and mm-hmm. you know, that's that's going to be the real real test. It's how those with of linemen read the read option.
1: I talked to Andrew, and you know, uh, Brian, Brian Flores did something that kind of worked, where he was just like, "We don't want him running the read option. We want to get the ball out of his hands. How do we do that?" They would just do insane blitzes and Lamar Jackson would be like, They're blitzing everybody. I gotta check out of this. I gotta run I s I gotta throw a slant, I gotta throw a bubble screen, I get the ball out of my hands. And it worked. And I'm just looking at the Ravens, and I know the Saints don't blitz a ton this year under Dennis Allen. They they trust their front four to get there. I know they don't blitz a lot, but I'm kinda looking at it, Budge, and I'm like, you don't have Bateman. You don't. You might have Andrews on a busted up knee, uh, or he's got a uh, a knee or a back. Like they're devoid so, of kind of weapons. Like maybe that's the thing you do, and you're like, "Hey, Lamar, we're gonna make you throw these quick passes to these these weapons, and see if they can get open, and see if we can tackle." It's just, it's just something to think yeah. about.
3: Yeah, there, there's only one weapon. That's healthy that I really, really fear, and that's Devin Duvernay because they get <laughs> they get involved a lot, and he he can make people miss. He's kind of he's kind of built like Debo, but he's <laughs> not as effective as even like basically all their wide receivers are kind of built like running back wide receiver hybrids.
1: <laughs> Is the dome patrol? Poster giveaway, the greatest giveaway in Saints history.
3: I feel. Oh, I feel, that's a movie, I feel yeah. like
1: it is. Like I want. I want that poster. You have so, to win
3: that game. You got to win night, that game, like, like, That yeah, po- like you, you can't walk away with a loss. That's basically saying. We're gonna win Monday night and it's gonna be fabulous. They, gonna go I hope
1: season. I hope their social media department and their graphics department, the Saints are very good at that sort of thing. I hope they have sure. some sort of giant poster that they roll out before the game, either on the big screen or like with people, like they do the American flag. Cause I'm telling you, if you are a Saints fan and you're over forty, like that poster, like, it touches our soul. Like it it gives us that the feels like it really does. Like I know there's yeah. probably a lot of list, young people that are listening to this and they're like the Dome Patrol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that poster, man, it was in, if you are a Saints fan and you're over 40, like that's in your bedroom, man, that was the, po- you had to have it. You had to have
2: it. Yeah. My, my
3: father still ha- has his original Dome Patrol poster.
1: So, Buttridge Saints winning Monday, you think? Or do you still yeah, need to hear I, injury reports? It,
3: I, I think they are winning now. The game results either going to be a close win or a close loss. It's yeah. It's going to come down to a field goal. And yeah, I, think, I feel I like Saints win in 26-23. I
1: feel like it's going to be almost exactly like Cincinnati, where the Saints are going to come out, they're going to play really well, and it just comes down to can they make a couple more plays and can they avoid getting they got borrowed against the Bengals. Can they avoid getting Lamar Jackson right like? Yeah, that's just what it comes down to. Um, Baltimore is really good, but they're kind of flawed. Their secondary is kind of for all the people they have in it. They they got some injuries and some banged up. They're kind of man. Yeah. Well, uh, Marcus Williams, so no revenge game. No, no revenge game. Um, so, but but Buttridge, thanks thanks for joining. I I appreciate I appreciate yeah. you hopping. I appreciate you hopping in. And uh, good luck. Uh, so we got some more people. Saint, we got. Um, we got Chris. We got Chris and then St. G. Chris, what you got for us?
0: So, like, last year I was, you know, irritated with Michael Thomas. Kind of go back on the Michael Thomas injury thing. This year I'm not mad at him at all. I'm actually irritated with the coaching staff and the medical staff's communication. Because, you know, at the end of last year, once it was all over, I'm like, okay, maybe just bad luck. Injury year. But now that it's happening again, I'm kind of – I'm to the point where I'm like, what's going on here? Chris, I think that you had – McCoy, uh, Thomas, yep. and Lutz. Yep, and no. then this year it's Thomas and uh, Landry and I feel like I'm... Lattimore. And
1: here's the thing here's the thing, Chris, is Dennis Allen's communication with injuries is terrible. Like, he he's all over the place. And here's the thing that he could have said that would have made this easier on everybody not cost the doctors... He could have said, listen, this is a serious freaking toe injury. We're gonna see if he can get through it without surgery, but it's pretty freaking bad. Like that would have been honest. And then we'd have been like, well, it's kind of like he's trying to avoid the penning situation. Instead they were like, Oh, he's going to play. They He's going to look better. And it just like it to me, the secrecy on injuries that these NFL teams like to do because of stupid Belichick or whatever, it doesn't know good. Like when I, when I was a kid, Chris, Jim Mora and the Saints were way more open about injuries. They would just tell you what the hell was going on. And I think that so serves the teams
0: and the players so much better. Like it And I, if if anything good came out of COVID, it was the new IR rule and the Saints are horrible at yeah, utilizing it. They really are. Like like I, I don't know. I don't
1: know how you fix it. Because the players are always gonna want to play, and they're gonna say I can get whatever. But the Saints clearly, that's something they don't do well. Like they do not manage, and and, and part of not managing the roster well is why Lamar Lamont. Murray is on Denver, right? They just did. It, yeah. it, it didn't work out quite right. Um, so, th- like, they got to figure that out. Like, and I don't know, like, if you need a meeting, you need to have a process meeting, you have a flow chart or whatever. But it ain't, it ain't working out. But, but you know, the thing is, with and, and the thing too is like, Pete Carmichael has done a tremendous job with this offense, Chris, and it's awesome. so frustrating because man. If you had Kamara and you had Taysom running the ball and you got Olave and you had Michael Thomas, like Michael Thomas is a freaking – he's perfect for any quarterback because he, he, him and Jameis were part of the reason they had the magic against Atlanta. Like Michael Thomas is perfect for – we've seen it. Michael Thomas made – His stats with Bridgewater are insane. His stats with Bridgewater are insane. He made Taysom Hill – Look like he might be an NFL quarterback. That's how good Michael Thomas is. Like when 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 Taysom had Michael Thomas to throw to, you would look at it and you'd be like, "Man, I don't know." Taysom, maybe Sean Payton is right. Maybe he is the next Steve Young. Like that's how good Michael Thomas is, and it just it just it just frustrates and make me makes me
0: sad because I feel like it's the funny Saints- I I used to say that Breeze made. A lot of those receivers look better than they actually were, like the Lance yep. Moore, the Willie Sneeds. But I said at the end, I thought Michael Thomas made Breeze look better than he was.
1: Oh yeah, I mean the the Saints, the Saints, a hundred percent designed the offense around Drew Brees and 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 end stage Drew Brees. Like there was no better receiver for end stage Drew Brees than Michael Thomas. I right? agree. Like it, I mean, they drafted him and it worked out perfect. But, but literally, for those teams when the Saints won, like, I wouldn't have wanted anyone else. I just would have wanted Michael Thomas. I just would have wanted him healthy in the playoffs. And he wasn't healthy. He was healthy in 2018 and 2017. But in 2019, he, he had the hurt hand. In 2020, he, never he was, he he was never back. healthy. And it, 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 it mattered because, the, like you said, he made Drew, B- Drew Brees better and he was dependent. Chris, before we get out of here, because we only have a couple minutes, before we get out of here, Saints-Ravens, Saints going to win. They're going to get to four and five.
0: I don't think so, just because I the history, the recent history against the running quarterbacks has me nervous. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. We'll see. Thanks, Chris. St. G, what you got for us? So... um I have a
4: couple thoughts on, or just really one thought on uh, Michael Thomas. But first, what, what was this you guys were saying about the Dome Patrol posters? Are they giving away bo- Dome Patrol posters at the game on Monday? They are.
1: As a, uh, so, they're okay, they're so honoring.
4: How do I, how do I un- get one of those if I don't live in New Orleans and can't? Because I, I bought one <laughs> off the internet years ago. And had it framed and everything in my son's room because I can't have it in my room because of my wife. And then and and some idiot friend of his doing something stupid knocked it off the wall and totally ruined it.
1: I don't and- know. I, I I would think people will like get them and maybe they'll give I, they'll give you out. Each person will get like maybe a couple of them. I don't know. And they'll start selling them on eBay or whatever. That's the only way to get them. Like I couldn't. I got season tickets. I sold my tickets. Because I'm like me and my mom, like they didn't. My mom is, and my brother didn't want to go to a Monday Night Game, uh, so I, I couldn't go. But man, I, like it, it it kills me that I can't go. Because that poster, it Saint, it's it's amazing. I I got I, 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 I gotta have it. I gotta have I, yeah, it. I know I'm I not on camera, it. but I, I got, might I, replace. I might replace like my my two dollars Saints flag and my Fatheads. I might replace it with a Dome Patrol poster if I could swing it.
4: Well, if they if they print a bunch of them, maybe I could just email the the Saints and see if they'd send me one or sell. Yeah, me
1: one. maybe. I don't,
4: anyway, I can I I, I figure that out. But um, anyone who's listening now <laughs> and is willing to sell a Dome Patrol poster that they come across at the game, I am willing to buy it. So, <laughs> um, and I'm not negotiating very well right now, I assume. But yeah. I, what, the only thing I would say about Michael Thomas is, you know, I, I'm not as frustrated as other people are about like how they communicate and this that and the other but the only thing that kind of gets me is they knew that he was going to be on IR that he was going to be gone for the season at least in this last few days at least before the trade deadline yeah and so and so my question here is like they couldn't go out and get a receiver like
1: see though they the receiver price the, the the, no. because, because like, here's what? the thing St. G the receiver prices got ridiculous because you had Claypool go from the Steelers to the Bears for a second. You had Brandon Cooks, who Dallas and Green Bay both wanted. The Texans got greedy. They couldn't get the deal closed. He might not play for the Texans again because Brandon Cooks was so frustrated. Like, the receiver prices were ridiculous.
4: How much do you think, what? Did they say how much they offered for Brandon Cooks?
1: I don't know, but I know, it, I know it didn't get done. I would imagine if you're the Texans, you at least wanted a second.
4: For him, yeah, I guess I'm. I guess I'm not ready to give up a second for any of those guys. I mean, guys. that's
1: the thing. Like the Saints are three and five, and, and the Saints, I think they, I think they viewed the trade deadline of look, um, uh, we'll get Landry back. And listen, if you weren't going to give up, a, the Saints don't have a first. But if you weren't going to give up a second round pick, how much of anything you were going to get was going to move the needle for the Saints? Like if you got a defensive that's tackle, may, for-
4: maybe the Texans have to cut. Brandon cooks because he comes so toxic. Maybe we get him for free.
1: <laughs> he won't be going to the Saints, though. I don't. No, I, uh, no. He'll go. He'll go. He, he'll go back to the Rams. I mean, I, listen. Who, I, who wouldn't want to catch balls from Andy Dalton? I, I think if I think if you're the Saints and you can get winning, and you can if you could beat if you can beat Baltimore and you could beat. Um, the the Steelers and you get to five and five. I think you call up Odell Beckham if you need a if you really feel like you need a receiver. Right. I think you call up Odell Beckham and you're like, are you good to go? Okay, we'll give you two or three million dollars. Like I think that I think I think that's the play for the yeah. Saints, and then it becomes a thing where I think Odell Beckham would look at it and be like, oh, the Saints are five and five and in, tied for first in the NFC South. That's a, and Andy Dalton's because you know if the Saints win these next two weeks at least Andy Dalton's going to have to play to the same level that's, he's been. That's going co- to cost more
4: than two or three million, I think.
1: I don't know. I mean, the the Rams didn't pay him. I don't think. I don't think Beckham's market's what people think. Like I think, I think because of his knee, like that knee injury. I know we think of it as like it used to be a career ender when I was a kid, the knee injury. But now, like it's still a process. Like it's still hard to come back from. And, and I really believe with Jameis. Like he, the kinetic chain, he he's rehabbing the knee. The knee leads to the back and and the foot. Like I believe that, so I don't necessarily think Beckham's market's going to be what people think. But if the Saints feel like they need a receiver, uh, he could be the guy. But listen, if Landry gets back, which they feel like he will, I think I think Olave Landry Camara. And the rest of the group of receivers you got, I think that's enough. Like it, it's not ideal because you would love to have Michael Thomas, but I think a receiver, it's enough. Like the key for the Saints, they need their horses on offense. They need Olave they, and Kamara. Yeah. They need those guys to stay healthy.
4: Certainly, with the way Olave has, you know, because you didn't know, you didn't know going yeah. into the season how good he would be and how. But I mean, he's he's shown to be able to just mm-hmm. for him to be producing at the level that he's producing. Without Landry and Thomas on the field tells you all you need to know. Like, if, if if he would have been the third guy and and getting this production, you would have said, well, because he's got, you know, everyone's paying attention to, to Jarvis and Michael Thomas. So, of course, it makes sense. But he's doing it without those guys. That's amazing.
1: It's amazing. Like, Ola- Olave to Ola- me. Is is a, is like a deluxe version of Ted Ginn, better hands, better rubber. I got Mitzi in here from Barstool, Mitzi. I had to ask you to speak because you are a degenerate gambler like me, and we <laughs> we got we got so much stuff. Louisiana football. We got Tulane at eleven a.m. We got we got LSU, Bama Saturday night in Death Valley. Bama's a thirteen and a half point favorite, and we got the Saints a point and a half underdog. Do you have any opinions on any of those to give out? Tulane's won I'm me good. a ton of money. I love the Green Wave this year.
5: I yeah, love them. Of course, I've got opinions. Uh, thanks for having me on, Ralph. Uh, oh, you know, I saw I saw this going on my Twitter. Decided, to come <laughs> come say hello for sure. Uh, yeah, I got a few minutes. 2 Tulane, thing. I mean, they've been unbelievable this year. They've been covering their front seven on defense this is great. Oh, love sick. this. This feels like a game where, like, they're going to win, but I don't know if they cover. They've got Central Florida in, in New Orleans next week. Like, I feel like this is like that road game. You just go get an ugly win and get out of there.
1: I feel like Tulane, they have a propensity to, like, jump out in front, and when you gamble on them, you're like, oh, they're up 21, 28-0. I laid the nine and a half. Beautiful. And you go about your day, and then you look back, at it and you're like, oh, my God. What what the hell's going on? <laughs> you know, and they win and they cover, but it gets a little dicey. Um, I feel like, and you could tell me, you tell me this and then I'll let you get out of here. Oh, you're good, uh, man. Uh, okay. LSU-Bama. Now, LSU's been great, right? We've won, they've won three national titles in the last 20 years. They played for the fourth. They've been great. But I feel like, Mitzi, they haven't had a moment where they are a big underdog, And it's a nighttime game and the people are drunk and you get to the fourth quarter and the crowd just decides we're winning this game, LSU. We're the wave. We're the tsunami. You get on us and we're going to take you home. Like we haven't had one of those in a long time. And I feel like Bama might be it, but I worry about LSU and their slow starts.
5: So I actually talked to Joe – I'm friends with Joe Sloan, LSU's quarterbacks coach, and I talked to him for like 10 minutes today asking him how he was feeling about it. And uh, he felt – he sounded kind of like quietly confident. He's like, oh, we definitely definitely got a shot. You know, he thinks he is getting Daniels in a rhythm early, Mm -hmm. like you said. They're worried about the slow starts. But Bama, through the years – they, you know, you look at some of their losses through the years. They've had some trouble with the mobile. The oh, mobile dude, nobody the give nobody gives
1: Nick Saban the red ass and the screaming and the meltdowns like the mobile quarterbacks.
5: Like, yeah, and so. I think that's a big reason they got a chance. And I also just think, look, I know that Bama's dominated at Death Valley in the series, but Bama doesn't have the playmakers at wide receiver. That's you know, right. they've had all these first-round guys last few years. That's right. And, uh, and they don't have them this year. I mean, I think LSU's going to fight. You look at Bama 2020, they barely won at Florida. They lost at A&M. You know, you look at their road efforts so far this year, they could have lost to Texas. They lost to Tennessee. Like, I feel like on the road they're not invincible.
1: No, so and, I, and I feel with LSU, like they got those two freshman young tackles, and it, they've had some injury issues, but they're back. I feel like if LSU wins on Saturday, we'll look back and we'll be like, Oh my God, we got those two tackles for two more years. Are you kidding? The rest of America, good luck with that. Like they're like they're just gonna have to do things to Bama's front that we can't conceive of right now but these two freshman stud tackles will do it um i need you to tell the barstool people i i want to do lsu plus 13 and a half but i need to do over under on nick saban melting down i need to parlay like four nick saban meltdowns plus lsu 13 and a half i need to parlay those two things because if I, I if nick saban isn't melting down at least four times i don't feel good about lsu
5: well, shout out to one of those tackles is Will Campbell. Who I know his family; he's from Monroe, and where I'm from, he's a devil kid. And uh, he was out that Tennessee game, like yes. you mentioned. He was a five-star left tackle, and then he was back against Florida and Ole Miss. And I mean, he makes a huge difference in there. I, you know, I think it's pretty, uh, pretty obvious. One other factor: there, it's supposed to rain on Saturday uh, it, uh, during the day. I don't know if it's going to affect the game at night, mm-hmm. but I've been going back and forth on mm-hmm. like, does that hurt? Or does it help them?
1: Mm-hmm. I kind of
5: feel like up in the trenches though, so maybe it will hurt.
1: Yeah, but one last thing, because we got to get out of here, Mitzi. What are you doing? What you're all over the place? They barstools amazing. They send you fun places. What do they have you doing this weekend? What do you what, what where they got you? Fun. Uh,
5: funny you mentioned it. I'm gonna try to talk you into coming over and seeing me at Le Bears Lake Charles, at the Barstool Sportsbook. Oh I'll be God. there all. I'll be there all day Saturday. We got like a gambling tournament. Oh my uh, God. I'll be. LSU at night. So if you want to come over and
1: the have- rules, <laughs> do they have daycare? Do they have day? I could bring my son.
5: <laughs> They've got a. The, the, it's a huge resort, so I don't know. But, uh, but but I'll be there. And hey, last thing, I know you're about to get out of here. Um, I announced a little bit today, but I'm moving back to New Orleans full time. Yes, our early. In early January, I've got – I signed a three-year extension with Barstool, but I'm going to run it out of the Yes. Door. And yes. Uh, I'm ready to get the hell out of the Northeast in New York.
1: Ne- next time, next time we do a live sh- – the live Saints happy hour. Um, we did it at Zach Strieff's place this last time. Next time – with Port Orleans. Next time we do the live show, since you're in New Orleans, we're drafting you. You're going you're gonna to come out and hang with us.
5: Oh, I'm 100% in, man. Love to do it. I've uh, been a fan of y'all for a long time. Thank you. you.
1: Thank you, Mitzi. You're the best. Ben Mintz, everybody. And, guys, thanks for joining us. I can't thank you enough for people who joined us. Mitzi jumping in, giving us gambling picks because he's a degenerate just like me. We will be uh, giving you some sort of preview Monday for the Saints game uh, once the injury reports get out. And then, as always, spaces right here. After the Saints are done Monday night, hopefully they get to four and five. Uh, Guys, have a great weekend. I'm going to drink some more and go. Hopefully the Astros can get this game six, game five wrapped up and be up three to two. Thanks for joining us. Go to saintshappyhour.com. Become a patron. Support the show. It really helps us keep doing amazing things. And we will see you after the Saints game Monday night.